Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, and defend its honor. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And this week we are going to be taking a look at the sixth episode of season three, Dying of the Light. Which also, fun fact, this will be our 50th episode. What? Can you fucking believe we've done 50 of these? Mm -hmm. This is including like special episodes and stuff, but yeah. I fully can't believe we've done that many. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. Um, Yeah, so before we begin, we don't have like, I don't know if I'd call it new news, but it's it's just a fun thing to mention. We both have something. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do mine first just because it's quick yes. and I'm, in- I'm intrigued by yours. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure some of you might've known that Big Mouth on Netflix started its fourth season on uh, last Friday. I don't know if a lot of people know Zachary Quinto is on that show now. He plays Aiden, which is the, uh, would be boyfriend of, uh, Matthew. So it's, it's like a delightful, um, gay storyline in this amazing cartoon about the trials and tribulations of puberty so very nice he's very funny on it too um yeah but okay so so before we started recording rachel said that she had a thing and i i fully was not prepared for this so i'm i'm excited and horrified a little (laughs) It, it is heroes related um yeah Throughout Black Friday on Twitter, Greg Grumberg was, like, tweeting about his cameo. And, like, it was, like, a $50 special for the first 15 or whatever. And he kept tweeting about it all day. So I don't know how many people actually bit on that. But, so I was like, all right, I wonder who else that was on Heroes is also on cameo. So I went and looked. And there are five people who are on Heroes that are also on cameo. In addition to Grunny? Grunny is one of them. Oh, okay. Grumberg is one of them. four. Of all the people, like, Grunberg would be the... He's always on... He's on everything, mm-hmm. first of all. Um, okay. Because you know oh. Grunberg, I'll say, Grunberg is, like, $75 for a cameo. Yeah, yeah. That seems about mm-hmm. right. Um, okay. Are we talking main cast? I'd say all four are pretty main cast. Yeah. Okay. Regulars, okay. at least. Mostly, yeah. mostly guys? Mostly guys. One girl. One girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And there okay. might be more. They just might be unavailable or not tagged as heroes, so... Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let us know if anyone else, you know, has found that uh, any other cast member has uh, has a cameo account. Okay. Um. So I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. Does Sindel have one? No. Fuck. Not on this list, uh, nope. Jack? Yes. He would. Okay. He is available and he is $50 for a cameo. Hey. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> he is not the cheapest one on here. But huh. he is the second cheapest one on here. Um, Main cast, you say? Main or regular, yeah. Okay. James Kyson. No. Fuck. He might um, be, just I don't see him on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. It's not, not any of the big ones, is it? One is. No. Mm-hmm. Hayden? No. Oh. It's not Milo. No. Okay. Because then I would know what I would get me for Christmas. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. Um, who am I not thinking of? Um, Adrian? Nope. Fuck. Um, I'll tell you the girl if you want. Is it Kristen? No. Son of a bitch. If really? she's on there, she might not be tagged as heroes. Though. That's the thing. Sure, These are the ones sure, that tag yeah. heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the girl? The girl is Allie Larder. 
Wow, really? And she's unavailable right now, but normally her cameos cost $200. I mean, get money. She's the most expensive of the heroes' cameos. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. So, Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have three so far. Yep, so there's two more. One is the cheapest, and one is at the same level as Grunberg, price-wise. Who the fuck? Okay. Uh, One is in this episode, the other is not. Huh, okay. Um, okay. So, in this episode... Thinking, making double sure. Yeah, the, one is not in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who the fuck's not in this episode? I don't know. Okay, who are the last two? Alright, the the second unavailable that is at $75 is David Anders. Okay, I, I was almost gonna say Anders, because he, he seems like he would. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Unavailable at the moment, because, you know, they can turn it on and off as they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last but not least is Jimmy John Luis... Who is a $20 cameo. Goodness. So the ones that are available right now are Grunberg, Jimmy John, and Jack Holman. That's a delightful trio. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else is on there. Like, again, if they don't have a hero's tag, they didn't show up. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But Grunberg has major been pushing his cameo. So <laughs> that's how I knew about it. I was like, well, I'm going to go look. Yeah. That's, that, that fits his whole thing, though. That's that's very his MO. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very good at self-promoting. Yes. All right. So yeah, that's a fun little thing. I didn't. I didn't know she was gonna. I didn't know she was gonna pull that out until right before we started. So that is a fun fact. <laughs> Here's your fun fact with heroes on cameo. Heroes on cameo get a perfect Christmas gift. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that pretty much does it for any like new news or, or anything of note that I can think of. I agree. Mm-hmm. We're we're still in a real big casting drought because of the COVID of it all. So yep, stay tuned. I guess. Um, yeah. So should we just get into the episode? Yeah, let's let's dive right into the episode, Keisha. All right. Um, I I start. It looks like. Yep, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm. All right. So we kick things off with another Mohinder log, and I didn't write it down. <laughs> so... Me either. I never write it down. I feel so bad. We never write it's... it down. Well. It's just the ramblings of a madman at this point. <laughs> so it is. He's not in a good place. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. Plus, like a lot of it, we see is just kind of like remember when this stuff happened, you know? So yeah, we just see like Arthur Petrelli's bed again. Like, ooh, he's not dead. Shock horror. Um, we see Peter on the slab with the little, you know, tube in his nose. We see Angie lying down in bed all like waking coma and (laughs) the new stuff we see um madness fucking turtle (laughs) going through the airport (laughs) god you know if anyone okay if you just look on paper the things that some of these actors have to do and make you believe (laughs) um greg grunberg is a champ this volume okay like Mm -hmm. he really has to sell some some unsellable stuff (laughs) and so and he does it with aplomb. So, good job. Good job, Greg. He's just, you know, he's just so charming. And we see uh, Nate and Tracy in there, you know, getting ready to visit our good old local neighborhood Dr. Suresh. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. And uh, we see Siler like, meditating. And we see Mohinder being, I don't know, evil or whatever. <laughs> and, like, um, they put them back to back in the edit. Do you remember back in the day when people were, like, really pissy that there were, like, no Mylar scenes? Except mm-hmm. for, you know, one coming up in the volume. 
but it just so happened that they were very often edited back to back. All the time. Yep. Mm -hmm. You can count, man. It happens in a lot of episodes in Villains. I don't know if it does in this one for sure. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Siler basically transitions into Mohinder and it's like, come on, like, we're we're suggesting something here. And then we we pan the camera over and we see what Maya's fate was from last week. Oop, she's in a web. Sorry about it. <laughs> so she's not doing great. <laughs> um and so when we get back into just, you know, not little vignettes, um, we see exactly how Hero pulled off his stunt with quote-unquote killing Ando. It's like doing the like, um, remember those like behind the magicians like secrets episodes or (laughs) things they used to have on Fox? Yeah. uh He just needs that stupid mask and it would be like it'd be everything. (laughs) Yep. The masked magician. There we go. Um, Yeah, so basically he booped out to a costume shop Found a retractable prop sword that looks much like the one that he had um, in the bar that Knox gave him. Gets a pack of fake blood. Goes back two hours in, uh, to when um, uh, Hero and Adam were just at the bar together. And he's like, ah, oh, Milos. And then you see Ando in the background. So Hero goes over to him and he's like, all right, so I'm going to need you to act like I'm going to kill you <laughs> in like two hours. <laughs> And uh, just just make it good. And I uh, need you to trust me. And so Anna's like, yeah, yeah, all right, I guess. And so uh, we go back to the present, the aftermath of Ando's death. And um, Knox is like, all right, cool, he's in. I'm going to go bring Adam Monroe to the boss man. And it's like, oh, boy. And so we're left with Hero and Daphne. And Daphne is uh, upset that he's done this. And Hero's like, no, no, it's cool. Now I'm a villain, just like you, right? We're on the same side. And Daphne's like, dude, like, I'm not a killer, okay? I just, I do things for money. Like, I just, I steal stuff for money. They're just gigs, you know? She's, if anything, if anything, Rachel, like, she could have pioneered a little app. It like a, like a, like a, like a task rabbit or a fiver. And it's just her. She's the only person on the app. And you just like, <laughs> you just give her some money and she goes and does the errands for you. Do you know what I mean? Like she's mm-hmm. just, she's just trying to get by. She's just working on, you know, it's, she was gig economy before it was a thing. So she leaves and, uh, hero, you know, oh no, she doesn't before she leaves. He's like, oh, so you can take me to your boss now. You know, Ooh, I'm a villain, girl. And she's like, nope, you get an assignment, just like everyone else, bud. And she hands him over a folder. And the folder is of our good friend uh, in Africa, Usutu. And she's like, he's a precog. You know, he he paints the future. My boss can't have that. Which, you know, her exact phrasing of like, oh, you know, that, that would be her bosses. Huh? I think someone else said that last episode. Exactly like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> so she zips off. <laughs> I love that she's like... You know, he's a precog, and he's like, what? And she's like, he paints the future. And he's like, like Mr. Isak. Aw, Isaac (laughs) Mendez lives on in all of our hearts. Mostly hero, though. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mostly hero. And Mohinder, who has completely trashed his home (laughs) into his disgusting lair. Yeah, so she zips out, and hero. (laughs) I love how he doesn't just, like, nudge Ando. He, like, kicks him. (laughs) Like, come on, get up. And Ando's like, oh, God, I thought she'd never leave, you know. And he stands up and he's got all the fake blood all over him. And Hero's like, yeah, well, now you know how it feels to be killed by your best friend. Wink. You know. <laughs> and uh, he's like, so we got to go to Africa. We got to find this guy. And Ando looks down 
And he just exclaims, well, I'm going to need a change of clothes. <laughs> I'm a mess. And that's where we leave off with those guys. Ando takes it like a real champ. <laughs> he really does. He, he He's uh, he's always down to, you know, take one for the team. Whatever's got to happen. So mm-hmm. I, I, I forgot how great it was just like, oh, he just... He goes to a costume shop, duh. This <laughs> like, <laughs> is not that big of a thing. Yeah, I was trying to remember, like, what the... Because I knew it was something with time travel, but I couldn't remember what it was until the episode. Yeah. Which is funny, because I, I feel like... I wonder if in the room people were trying to come up with these, like, really convoluted things, and then someone just was tired of being there, and it was, like, you know, getting late, and uh, and they are just like, oh, but what if he just gets a fake sword and some blood from a costume shop? He just teleports to costume shop and, and he finds a sword that looks like the one and they're like boom that's it that's lunch and so yeah <laughs> like, i feel like that was what happened in the room probably probably no oh, so this is also the beginning of daphne's very weird day and very eye-opening day <laughs> yeah that might be that might be part of the fucking subtitle too mm-hmm. <laughs> daphne and all of her assignments because she's like our through line through a lot of the episodes she really is she really is yep Shows up in all kinds of unexpected places. Mm-hmm. Meets a lot of new people. Yeah, she makes new friends. But, uh, you know, how's Claire doing? Oh, she's great. She's home, remember? <laughs> Silent oh, yeah, saved yeah. her ass. <laughs> it's a lot for her to unpack, but, you know, in due time. She's got other things to deal with right now than unpacking that yep. whole bullshit. So, we're at the Bennett house, Costa Verde. And Claire wants to go out and save bio mom, Meredith. And Sandra's like, I understand, I, you know, you're... You, you're You've got these powers. You want to go out there, save the world. And then Claire's like, okay, cool. You understand. But then Sandra's like, let me get my bag. I'm coming too. So they're both going to go. And Claire at first is like, what are you talking about? And I love that Sandra's like, your dad always says one of us, one of them, and I'm the one of us. <laughs> so they're going to go off and save Meredith. Uh, who Who is her best parent and why is it Sandra? <laughs> um, That is no question. That has never been a question. <laughs> Sandra's always best parent. Yes. I love Noah, but Sandra, always. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Since day one and to the end, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Best mom. So, if you remember the last episode, Meredith is at Doyle's Marionette Theater, because as Keisha said, he's like a Batman villain. He's a fucking Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, oh, Meredith, I'm going to make you love me again. Ooh. And she's all like, ugh, I, no, I never loved you. You disgust me. And he just, like, goes off in a tangent, like, oh, I knew we'd be together again. Maybe we'll have a destination wedding. And Meredith's like, you know, let me go, Eric, or I'll kill you. And he's like, well, you know, you can't really do anything unless I let you do it. And he shows this off by taking one of the wine glasses that they were drinking out of, making her grab it break it and hold the broken wine glass to her own neck which actually cuts her while meredith is begging for her life basically and he's like you know you will love me meredith i promise you that and he like eventually lets her put the glass back down but like again it's cut her neck already so you're like ooh, he means business Mm -hmm. she's uh she's just not that into you bud yeah how did they fucking meet i don't think we ever know um isn't it a comic is it so many of the comics from this season because they weren't published i probably haven't read like in a long time yeah i don't know if it was necessarily even from this season maybe later because you know he shows up later Mm -hmm. so yeah that is a good good question yeah i guess we'll find out when we do our comic episode in between these two uh, volumes if it's in there 
So yeah, I wish the chronology, like you said, of the comics was a little clearer. Because good fucking lord. <laughs> See, I honestly yeah. don't remember. I think it is, but again, don't quote me on that. It could be that, or it could even be in one of the little webisodes, because I think Doyle was in webisodes coming up, wasn't he? Yeah, I was gonna say, before I said comic, I was like, or maybe it was a digital thing, so, yeah. We'll have to look into it some more. Mm, gonna do some research. <laughs> and then forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> so, that's... Uh, do you... Do you need a moment before you go into the next scene? <laughs> no, I'm fine. All right. You ready, guys? Okay. We haven't even been to the Wooch Heroes yet, right? Uh, yeah, no. It's No, it's, it's coming up. Yep. So, remember earlier, at um, Knox is all like, oh, I gotta take Adam and Ro to the boss. So, who do we get to see walking into Pinehurst right now? Knox and Adam and Ro. And Adam is giving Knox a hard time, like, 20 questions. So, like, what's your power? And Knox is all like, it's strong off other people's fear. And Adam's kind of like chuckling like, yeah, but I'm not afraid. And then we jump cut into <laughs> Knox pretty much throwing him into a room, which we recognize. It is the room where Arthur is in bed. And Adam kind of like dusts himself off and stands up. And he's like, oh, Arthur? I heard you were dead. And we don't get to hear the full conversation because Arthur likes to talk to people in their head. But whatever he says freaks Adam out. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he, like, tries to run. Knox stops him easily, because guess who's afraid now? Oh, boy. And he's like, Arthur, you don't have to do this. I can be useful to you. And Knox forces Adam's hand into Arthur's. And we get to see Adam slowly age and then turn to dust. Because he's fucking old. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. I'm not feeling so good, Mr. Stock. And... <laughs> Oh, that's brutal. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, we see Arthur pull out his breathing tube. He's like, ah, feels good to breathe again. First time we get to hear Arthur talk of his own volition. Woosh heroes. Rip at him. (laughs) Yep. Like, really, though? (laughs) Rip that guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Would you... Would you like to take a moment and just talk about the impact of all of this? <laughs> at a time, kind of a big very upsetting, of course. Right at the beginning of an episode, right before the Wushiros. But to be fair, oh. mm-hmm. the writing for that was on the wall a little bit beforehand. Like, based on other news sites. Because he was, at the time, David Anders was off filming Children of the Corn. The sci-fi mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. completely different haircut and everything. And I think there was a behind-the-scenes photo that got out. Like, someone tweeted or... Because it was out before the episode. Oh, yeah, no, we were right. Where he was in, like, old makeup. It was weird. So it was like, something yeah, is about makeup. to go mm-hmm. down. Well, it was like the Beeman or something, I think, where he was in the old makeup all thumbs up, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was, like, before the episode, so it was like, all right, something's gonna go down. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, rip at him. For 50 fucking episodes, this is 50 episodes now of this <laughs> podcast, We've been talking constantly mm-hmm. about Arthur Petrelli in seasons he wasn't in. And the irony of that is, fuck Arthur Petrelli. <laughs> um, also, mm-hmm. also, uh, yes, yes, fuck Arthur Petrelli, mm-hmm. agreed. Um, <laughs> and then also, we've been talking about this guy for 50 episodes. Boy, he sure has a lot to live up to. I hope he won't be a raging disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, he killed the big bad of season two. I hope not. I hope he didn't kill a, a very charismatic, interesting, and history-filled character 
only to be the big bad himself. I hope that he uh, can fill those shoes. We'll see. Uh- <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with a lot of people about their, their bitching about Volume 3, but I gotta kind of agree about the Arthur stuff. So, it just doesn't hit like it should. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see on our rewatch how we feel. Yeah. When we complete our rewatch, yeah. It's not Robert Forster's fault either. No. It's just, they just can't quite make him pop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Any hoozle. He's back. <laughs> Arthur's back. Adam's dead. Yep. Oosh yep. heroes. Oosh <laughs> heroes. And see, it's like, it's so hard because you and I are so biased because like, ugh. I've loved David Andrews longer than you have. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I adore him. And for him to, to go out like that, especially because it was like, oh, he could do so much more on the show. And it would be cool to see him, like, interact with characters and then just, oh, no, no, none of that? Okay, great. But there were plenty of people that were bummed out about that at the time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it really seems to speak to their, like... The, the show's very reflexive um, erasing of season two stuff. It's that... I gotta wonder if there wasn't some kind of contract stuff to go along with certain things for not Possibly. keeping people into season three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly, yes. Oh, sad day. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, what's Daphne up to? Well, as part of her very busy day, she's actually at the airport and she's waiting on Matt. And she sees him from afar as he's, like, coming down an escalator. And she's looking in the folder on him, just kind of like, oh. And then she looks at the folder behind, which is, you know, Hero's folder. And she just feels bad. And she's just going to take all the folders and just chuck them in the trash. And it's like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. And the minute she does, a fake-ass Linderman <laughs> is right behind her, like, yeah, no, you can't quit. What we did for you can be reversed. It's like, oh, interesting. So he convinces her to stiff up her lip, young lady. Gotta gotta get through it. And then obviously we see, like, Maury is just, like, really close. Because, you know, we have the reveal of that. And <laughs> Matt's just like, okay, turtle, you got me home. Now, now what are we going to do kind of thing? Like, we've got to find Daphne. And lo and behold, she's there, and he's like, high five, turtle. Like, (laughs) he brought me to this place. Uh, Again, a real champ this fall. Mm -hmm. So he sees Daphne in person for the first time, and he immediately speaks her name, which is fucking creepy because she didn't say it. (laughs) So (laughs) it's, it's like... We joke about some people having no chill. Parkman never had any chill to begin with, ever. Yep. Um... He never had chill when he was first using his power around people. He, he doesn't have chill now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is their this is their meet cute. Uh, get used to it because it's a lot of the episode. <laughs> so, yeah, I love what he says to the turtle. Is all right. Now we got to find Daphne, save her life, and make her fall in love with me. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, okay, boy, pump the brakes. Just right? pump those brakes a little bit. Yeah. It's like I. Okay. I've always had really feelings about this as a storyline, of them being, like, a couple. Mm -hmm. It's cool in, like, a weird, fun, pocket future way, Mm -hmm. but actually trying to make it a thing in the present 
in this world, the way things are, it just never really sticks right for me. Yeah. Like, they're going to go on to act like this is some epic Starcross thing. And it's like, is it? <laughs> like, I don't think it is. <laughs> but uh, we'll get there, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, first, uh, Mohinder has some guests. And uh, Nathan and Tracy have arrived. And uh, he's um, he's a little busy with his, his evil. So he really would have appreciated if they would have, like, called first or something. But that's okay, I guess. So he just, you know, he's, he's pulling down his sleeves to hide his fucking gross scales as he's, like, walking them in. And he thinks it's Nikki, too. It's a recurring bit that's never going to get old, I guess. And she's like, no, I'm not Nikki. I'm her sister. And so she explains about Dr. Zimmerman and about how their genes were altered, hers and Nathan's, to give them their abilities. And Mohinder's like, wait, what? So he's kind of kind of perked up by this. And she shows him her little freezy power on an expensive piece of lab equipment also, (laughs) which rude. Couldn't find like a coffee mug or something. Um, I was like, that's not, that's not cheap. (laughs) And Mohinder gets this look. He's just like, fuck yeah. He's super stoked about the idea that the abilities can indeed be given, not just in the weird way he fucked himself up, but by others. I figured it out too. So that's, that's heartening because then, you know, maybe he can fix this, right? 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 <laughs> he can fix himself, right? He's not too far gone. His his fucking back room would say otherwise, but... That's his cross to bear. Yeah. That sure is. <laughs> so, poor Nathan and his little, just, like, crisis going on in the background of all this. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> he used to be like, he's like, oh, so someone gave you your power? He's, like, focused on Tracy. And Nathan's like, yeah, and me too. Just completely ignoring Nathan. He's like, no, focus on... Right? Focus on Tracy. Right? Were there any side effects? Nope. And let me guess, adrenaline? Was that what kicked in and triggered it? Aha, I was right, la la la, you know? Yeah, Nathan's like, um, um, excuse me. <laughs> Here also, have known you since season one. Hi, hello. Enough about you. <laughs> focus on Tracy only. Yeah, yeah, she's exactly. like, I want it gone, and I'm like, he's like all but trying to not evil cackle at this revelation that he's just God, had. honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not subtle, but, um, yeah. What, uh, how, 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 uh, how's Daphne's little recruitment drive going with Matt this time? Yeah, back to Daphne and Matt. This episode is pretty tight with storyline, so it's like a few, mm-hmm. it feels tighter than like the last couple have been, because more people are around each other. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, Matt and Daphne talking at a table in the airport and she's like the company i work for they know all about you and she's like trying to pitch it to him but her heart really isn't in it and matt's like oh so you want to talk about this company and not about us and she's like okay listen hold up hold up who told you my name first of all and he's like okay i had this dream but it wasn't a dream it was like the future and we were married and we had a baby girl and a pet turtle and we're like soulmates babe and matt relax Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mhm. take a breath bud and she's like okay this is getting kind of stocky and like (laughs) gives him the card like the address is on here if you're interested and she goes to zip off, and right before she can, he's like, we ha- the baby was named Daniela after your grandmother. And she comes back, and she's just like, who the fuck told you that? <laughs> so, but but that little piece of information is like, okay, maybe he's telling the truth. I mean, I've seen weird shit. I can speed, whatever. Mm, mm-hmm. So she's like, all right, listen, I have a very busy day. 
I just want you to wait here and I'll come back when I'm done. And he's all like, yeah, sounds great. She speeds off and he's all like, eh, to the turtle. Like, eh, look, look at us, buddy. Look at us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doesn't he fist bump the cage? Does he? He might. I don't remember for sure. But he's like, eh. I think he does a slight little bit. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Oh, that. This is getting kind of stocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just here for a job. Thanks. <laughs> like, okay. What would have been the better way for him to just not be upfront about the whole thing? And then we find out later, yeah, this whole time I've been trying to get close to you because of this weird dream. Like, would she feel more offended at that or more offended at, like, this immediate? I would be super cool if he just didn't pursue this woman <laughs> in the present because... This is Matt. This, this is what he's going to fucking do. doesn't exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Um, fuck. I don't know. I, I guess maybe because he's going zero to 60 right now. Mm-hmm. It's not like it doesn't, like, work. I mean, she she gets uh, curious about him, mm-hmm. and they end up having interactions together in the future, so I guess it kind of works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's just full throttle on what he saw and what Usutu painted yeah. and everything, so he's just, like, you know, in. Yeah, because that's Matt, like you said. Mm-hmm. It does fit his character to be, you know, taking it a bit too far too fast. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. What about Janus? <laughs> What about his baby? Didn't they have, like, a divorce, and at this point he wasn't sure if the baby's even his, I think? Uh, yeah, probably. I think we, we got that tidbit in season two. that's come roaring back. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not the last we see uh, I don't know. Janice or the baby. Just, you know, don't worry, he'll start talking about his wife and baby at home again. I think, I don't know, I think it always hit me funny, this whole relationship thing, because I think they're fine together platonically, I don't want to get spoilery because we'll we'll get there, but yeah, we'll get there when we get there for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I've got plenty to say as it goes. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go back um, to Mohinder. Yeah, how's 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 his uh, research coming along? <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'm just gonna give you this little injection. It's gonna help me out. It's gonna make my job easier here. And they're both just <laughs> eagerly, you know, arm out. Nathan's rolling his sleeve up while he gives Tracy the injection, and then he... yeah, because like why wouldn't they? Well, Nathan fully trusts Mohinder. Like he's harmless. He's harmless, mm-hmm. exactly. And he goes to inject Nathan. He's like, "Inside you both is a solution to my many problems." <laughs> oh God! And after he injects Nathan, he steps back, and Tracy's kind of like, "What the fuck?" And she's like, not feeling good, and she hits the ground. And then Nathan is like, "What did you do to her? What did you do to whoa?" And he passes out as well, but. As he goes down, he takes <laughs> Mohinder's um, tarp down, and he gets to see the wall of web right before he passes oh out with, like, neighbor on the wall. And then he pet A neighbor and drug dealer and my... Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he gets, to, he gets to pass out to that image. Like, oh, I fucked up here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like it's like you know if you can have like a little narration moment. If that's what I knew. I had made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Fucking. Oh my god. Fucking Mohinder with his arms crossed, just waiting for it to go down. I was like, oh, you just look like a fucking bad guy on Dexter right now. Like shit. It, it's like him when he uh, drugged Siler in season one. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's the first thing I wrote in my notes. I said Mohinder fully drugging them because it's what he does. Yep. And so mm-hmm. yeah. No, he is Siler right now. Yes. He's Siler. Mm-hmm. He want he he's he's taking advantage of people who are coming to him in a time of need. 
he is going to try to open them up. Yes. Which we don't get. We get in the deleted scene, but we don't get in the show Mm -hmm. that he fully was going to vivisect Nathan. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Just to... Just to try to, you know, change who he is and try to, to, to stop, you know. Just no chill. The darkness. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's just fully, he just is Siler right now. Because Siler's not Siler, so there has to be a Siler, I guess. Mm-hmm. Nature abhors a vacuum. Which, as you said, who likes to get scenes put back to back? Because guess who do we go to next? Hey, it's the boy. Um, <laughs> this is a wonderful moment. Uh, that I'd forgotten about with Siler and Flint staring at each other like animals in a zoo in their level five cells. And Flint just being like, what? And Siler just, just, he's just so the person that if he could stare at someone to make them uncomfortable, he would. And he is. Well, it's because Flint's in the hall. Is he's he in fully the hall? in the hallway. And Siler's kind of like, how the fuck are you in the hallway? Is he? Yeah, he's in the hall. That's their, like, overlook in the hall. Oh, shit. That's why he's, like, looking at him like, how are you like, out of your cell? Huh. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Look at you, making stuff make sense. (laughs) So, yeah, that makes sense, because Daphne must have gotten him out first, Mm -hmm. and then tried to go around to Siler, because, whoop, Daphne zips into his cell, and spooks him a bit, which is adorable. It's like, Siler, how many things have you seen and done? (laughs) And then, like, he's, you know, his life is still still full of surprises. Mm -hmm. And she's like, all right, come on, let's go. Gotta, you know, the guards are coming. And he's like, what? No, I'm not going anywhere. And she's just kind of annoyed, like, oh, come on, fucking, you're a killer. My boss needs that. It's it's fine. It's cool. That's what we're looking for. And he gets all bitchy because, like, ugh, anyone throwing the killer thing at him right now just makes him feel not great. So, he, you know, pins her in place. And she's just like, can't you see that they're trying to change you in here and make you something that you're not? The man I work for likes you just the way you are. (laughs) And so he's kind of taken aback by that. And she takes the moment to get free and she gives him the card and then she zips out and she's outside of the cell and she's next to Flint and they zip out together. She has released Flint. He's back on, he's back on the streets. So yeah, Daphne meets Siler and lives to tell the tale. Mm hmm. Not something a lot of new characters can say on here. Yeah. Because, like, if I remember correctly, wasn't it a thing, like, back in the day where, like, if you had a scene with Quinto in the script, it was like, oh, you're, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You're going to join the wall. Yeah, yep. rip that guy. Mm-hmm. Putting people out of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to work with you on my very last scene, Mr. Quinto. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Handshake. Mm-hmm. Ah! Scream. Yeah. All right. So... We go right over to Peter, and he's on the slab now, and he's just super drugged out. And Siler rushes in, and he pulls the little nasal tube out, and he unstraps him, and he's like, I need your help. And Peter's all, like, super groggy and grumpy, and he's like, oh, get away from me. And then they they do their little, like, dance, their little, like, fight. And uh, he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. And uh, (laughs) Peter's being a real little bitter bitch about the hunger, and it's like, "Mm, you asked for it, though. (laughs) You wanted this repeatedly you asked for it and so he explains to siler that he in the future siler is different he finds a way to control it siler's very heartened by that because he's like oh just knowing just believing that i can that gives me hope and it makes him feel feel kind of good and peter's like yeah we don't need hope like i just i just need to figure out how to deal with this like right now 
And Siler's like, okay, well, we can't deal with this bullshit right now because I woke you. Your mother's in trouble. Our mother is in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) You thought we were done with Gabriel Petrelli? We sure aren't. Mm -mm. Nope, not yet anyway. Yeah. I love their little scuffle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. It's like, this two will be the death of me. me. Uh, don't touch me. I'm going to tell mom. You can't. She's in a coma. Uh. You can't cross this line, um, brother. <laughs> you don't tell I'm crossing it. I'm crossing it. Oh, my God. They are. They are those fucking siblings mm-hmm. in this version of events. He's touching me. I'm not touching him. Yeah. It's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just like TK touching yes. him. He's touching me. <laughs> He's doing it again. <laughs> Yeah, so some fun little bits there. Um, so we go back to Africa, and now Hira and Ando are there, and they're gonna find Usutu. And Hira's looking around, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I love this bit so much. He <laughs> sees the painting of Matt and Daphne, and Hira's just like, "Huh, oh, that, that guy looks familiar." And Ando's like, hmm, "They all look the same to me." And Hira's like, "That's racist." <laughs> And I love that. I love that bit. And they're just kind of looking around all the different, like, they see a couple other paintings. And um, and I was like, what are we doing here? Like, this seems dangerous. Like, we shouldn't be getting this guy involved. Hero tells him, no, we're just going to borrow him. We'll get him with the villains and then we'll return him home. Like, bing, bang, boom. It's easy. And Hero, Hero's calling out his name, but he doesn't know his name. So he calls him Mr. African Izak, like Isaac. <laughs> Like, hello. And we see the uh, Costa Verde mushroom cloud painting, which is pretty cool. And then before before we can think twice, Usutu is behind Hiro with a shovel, and he bonks him with a shovel after Hiro saw a painting of same thing. <laughs> like, with fresh paint. Again, he, in fresh paint, yep. Because like Daphne says, you gotta be careful with this assignment. It's hard to sneak up on a precog because they can see you coming. So, mm-hmm. Hero has quite the little struggle ahead of him. Yeah. yeah. I like that Andal was like, I'm not down with kidnapping an innocent person. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I just wanted to find the formula and this is getting way out of hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, have you looked around? This is your life now, Brian. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nothing's ever simple or easy. Must have been more chill when he was hanging out with Hero's dad. Possibly. I was like, oh, Hero, I forgot what it was like to go on adventures with you. God, right? <laughs> <laughs> I already had to fake my death once today, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. Oh, oh boy. boy. So, one of us, one of them, heading to the puppet theater, because he's a fucking Batman villain. Do yeah, I just saw, I was like, oh boy, we're going back to the marionette theater. Alright, so, <laughs> Sandra and Claire are outside the marionette theater, and <laughs> Claire's got a taser, and Sandra's all like, where the hell did you get that? And she's like, in Dad's closet, which... I guess it will. Well, yeah, it has to be his closet one because her pawn shop one got <laughs> yoinked away by, uh, what was his name? <laughs> Stephen See, I wanted to say Stephen, but I was like, Stephen, is it? Yeah. Stephen Canfield, mm-hmm. yeah. By Mr. Canfield. Sandra's like, we, speaking of your father, we should really call him and have him be here. And Claire's like, no, I don't want him here. We had a fight. <laughs> I don't need him. <laughs> He's a bastard. I'm an independent Mm -hmm. woman. Yep. So Claire gets out because she's going to go in anyway. And so we cut to Doyle and Meredith having just a lovely little dance together. Little ballroom dancing on a stage. Just having having the time of Doyle's life. (laughs) 
And we hear the bells ring because someone came in the front door. And he looks at Meredith. He's like, did anyone know you were here? And she's like, no, I swear I didn't tell anyone. So he's like, all right. And he goes out front to see who came in. And it's Sandra. And she's like, oh, I just want to know if, um, if I can book a birthday party for my son, Lyle. He's six. He loves puppets. And he's like, I don't do parties anymore, lady. And she's like, I can pay cash up front. And he's like, okay, here's a form to go take and fill out and come back. And she's like, oh, I have a pen. I can fill it out here. <laughs> and he's like, kind of eye roll, like, okay, whatever. And then we hear a whole bunch of shit get knocked over. And Sandra's like, oh, that's weird. I guess I will go take this to go fill it out. And Zoll stops her before she can leave. Like, all right, what's going on here? And we get to see what the noise was. And it was Claire going in a side entrance, knocking over a whole bunch of chairs. <laughs> I love how he makes a big deal about how graceful and life Meredith is. And then Claire's just fucking stumbling <laughs> through the door as loudly as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And <laughs> Claire's like, okay, come on, Meredith, let's go. Even though Meredith is like frozen mid-dance. <laughs> it's like, Claire, can't you see something is clearly wrong? And Darl and Sandra walk in. Claire holds her taser up like, let her go. We're getting out of here. I got you now. And Darl's like, hmm, those things only have one shot, right? And he, like, takes control of Claire, like, makes her fire the taser elsewhere. So, yeah, now she's out of ammo. And he's like, ah, much better. <laughs> and now he has all three of the ladies stuck with him at the Marionette Theater. Oh, boy. I'm sure things will be fine. I'm sure nothing terrible will happen. Yeah, I'm sure nothing incredibly unsettling will occur. Surely. <laughs> Um, can we just talk about how hugely powerful Doyle is for mm-hmm. a minute? He's fucking controlling three different people at the same time at one point. Yes. This guy is worth level five, for mm-hmm. sure. And, I mean, the kind of power he has is not too dissimilar from the TK nonsense that Siler does sometimes. Yes. So, that makes him really, really difficult to deal mm-hmm. with. Where's the Haitian when you need him? Like I said, he's not in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, we sure not. Uh, I don't know what he's up to, but yeah, he's not here. Yeah, I just love, like I said, he's a fucking Batman villain. And if the company wasn't in shambles, he'd be so easy to find. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he's arguably the easiest one to get back. He went back to his fucking marionette theater. <laughs> oh, where, oh, where could Eric Doyle have stumbled off to? Oh, I know. What about his themed fucking puppet theater with his name on it? Maybe try there. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to those crazy kids, <laughs> kids in a little bit here. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. All right. Instead, let's go to Africa again, where Ando is now standing over an unconscious hero. And he's like, what happened? And then hero points at the painting. And Ando's like, oh, man. Okay, how about this plan? How about you go back in time, like, one minute before he hit you with the shovel, and you can get the jump on him. And Hero's all like, no, I said no going back in time. And Ando correctly points out, you just did that earlier with me. You went back, like, two hours in time. What's one minute gonna hurt? Uh, hello? And yeah. Ando's, and not Ando, and Hero's like, yeah, okay, you got a point. So we see him do it. We see him go back in time to the minute before the other hero got hit. We can see him calling Mr. African Isaac. And then Hero sees another painting. <laughs> and gets knocked out by <laughs> Usutu with the shovel. And he gets to watch as he, Amazing. after knock, after he knocks him out to the other hero and knocks him out. So. Uh, me, <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Such a good bit. I love that when he just is like, all right, strolls over to other heroes. I got that one. I'm going to go, boop, there we go. It's just like fucking, uh, like whack-a-mole. <laughs> the timing is fun for this little short distance time travel, not crossing paths. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so good. Like, I always feel kind of up and down about Hero getting all this, like, slapstick stuff, but, like, sometimes it's pretty good, and this is pretty good. It's like, this is pretty good, the theater's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, ain't, this ain't what happens in the next volume. No, so far this has been, this is good. In this volume, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is good. This is fine. It's him and Ando. They get a mission. Yep. So. They have an obstacle, mm-hmm. which they have to be very logical and clever about. So. Mm-hmm. See if they can figure out how to crack that puzzle. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, Daphne is just, you know, just going through that checklist of people. Mm-hmm. And who's up next but Dr. Suresh. And she shows up at his at his lab. And she just zips right in without being invited, which I love. And he's just like, what, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> like, what, 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 what's going on here on this day? And she's like, bitch, please. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, you know, you know what I did. Let, let's not do that. And she, you know, does her little, her little sales pitch, her little spiel. And he's like, what do they want with me? He's very touchy. Uh, like, this whole scene. He's just very like, no, no, no. Like, what do they want with me? Just really on edge. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, they want access to your research and your database and your contacts. And they've already figured out the thing that you're trying to do. And she gives him the card. And so she's just kind of wandering around the loft. And she says, oh, I'm just the messenger. When he tries to ask her, like, 50 questions like everyone Mm -hmm. else does. And she hears a gasp. And she gets curious. And she zips behind the curtain, which has been put back up again. And she sees Tracy and Nathan strapped down. And she sees the webbed up bodies and Tracy's like, help us. And she's just like, oh, great. You're just as bad as the rest of them. And Mohinder gets offended by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just like, excuse you coming into my lair and saying I'm a villain. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she zips away before he can do anything. So eat shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. A uh, lot of people know about Pinehurst now. It's really spreading throughout the throughout the cast. Yeah, I got a lot of people to give those cards to, man. Yeah, you have to buy them in bulk, mm-hmm. so you got to give them to someone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Tracy and Nathan are both strapped down, and because you sit, remind me of the deleted scene where, like, yeah, he's going to cut Nathan open, but without that, Nathan is just yeah. laying there with his shirt off <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> and Daffy's just like fucking New York City. <laughs> Because she's from, what, like, Kansas? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we don't mm-hmm. know yet, but yeah. She's like, oh, city people. <laughs> <laughs> Zip. Yeah, um, we keep referring to this. Uh, we haven't uh, watched it, um, but we both have a very clear memory of in the deleted scenes. And I think in some of the photos that came out for this episode, mm-hmm. too, Nathan has a little cut on his chest. Because Mohinder was fully trying it. Yep. And I think Daphne might have interrupted that, actually. I think so, yeah. yeah. If not Daphne, then, like, the scene coming up, something, like, makes him stop. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, he was he was just gonna slice him up <laughs> while he was still alive. Figure out how he, uh, what makes him tick, as it were. Yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> Siler Peril all much again. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not subtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's 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 what uh if we ever made like merch we could have it on a mug like that's podcast. It's not subtle. 
Yep. Oh, how's Hero doing? Well, <laughs> not great. Um, <laughs> the thing I love though about the slapstickiness is that it's the perfect reminder, other than all the superpowers and such, of no, we're in a comic book. This TV show is a comic book. Because you can't get fucking hit on the shovel that much and be fine. <laughs> like, he's not Claire. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he gets bonked really good twice. He should be fully concussed. Um, yeah, so he's still trying to figure it out. And uh, <laughs> I love when <laughs> I love when Hero goes over to Endo when he tries to suggest time travel. And he's like, no, <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> He's getting really grumpy. We never see Hero so aggro. It's excellent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so they decide instead of fucking around with powers, this time they're going to do the only thing they can, which is they're just going to hide and wait for him to come back. Yep, yep, yep. Solid plan. Just a quick little little update moment with those two. And the hunt for Usutu. (laughs) Time travel won't work. (laughs) (laughs) Time travel won't work. (laughs) It's just (laughs) so good. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's time to play a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, enjoy yeah. this. Here we go. Uh, immediately, when we go back to the puppet theater, Doyle produces a pistol. And he says, it's showtime, ladies. Uh, that's right. We're going to play a little Russian roulette. Six chambers, one bullet. Oh, boy. So he's like, all right, time to choose when uh, when when they, they do the spinning of the gun. And it's great because it's really taking the bio mom versus the adoptive mom thing to the nth degree (laughs) in this moment. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. So they have this whole little moment and Sandra is obviously very upset. And that's when Doyle figures out. He's like, oh, what are you, her mother? You know, thinking Claire's just some like bad agent or something. And he's just like, oh, my God, wait, you are. And he's just very delighted by this. And so then he tries to figure out who Meredith could be to them. And he he says that she's like the fun aunt, which you know, close, close, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, so it's the PTA mom versus the cool aunt um, <laughs> when uh, Claire has to choose. And so he makes Claire shoot at Meredith and it clicks. So nothing there. And then they spin again. And... Uh, really cool sound effects when they're doing all the puppeting. I like the, like, shutting door sounds and stuff when they're, like, forced to be quiet. And it's just, like, cool sound mm-hmm. sound moments. Um, fun choices. And so this time, you know, I mean, you have to figure, if you're sitting at this particular table, someone's going to have to shoot Claire. That's always the answer. You know, it's it's like in Company Man. Shoot Claire, get out of danger. And Sandra has the gun and... Claire's like, it's okay, you know, it's me, like, it's okay, I'm, I'm gonna be fine, basically. And so she does it, she shoots more than once, she shoots until she gets the bullet, and she, you know, is knocked back in her chair when it, and it goes into her chest. And Doyle's just like, oh, yay, what fun, right? Good game, teehee, I'm evil. And he turns his back to her, and obviously Claire pops back up, and she knocks him out, so... Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Claire won. Mm. Mm-hmm. Game over. Or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Claire or Barbie, as he keeps calling her. He calls her Barbie, like, the whole time, which is going to make a comeback, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really, truly is fascinating. It's like, um, we're, we're, we're putting on a pedestal so many of these characters from level five and Arthur, too. But Doyle... <laughs> 
is like the biggest deal that comes out of all this. Pretty much, yeah. He he is a recurring thorn in the side. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, which is fascinating and unexpected. And David Lawrence is really good in the role yes. too. So. He see he pops. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you have it or you don't in your chosen role. That is true. What, uh, how's, how's Angela doing? She doesn't seem to be doing too good. Oh, she's not great. She's not great, Keisha. Mm. Oh, poor her. We see Angela catatonic, and (laughs) Siler and Peter are there, and Siler's kind of like, you know, looking over her, and Peter's like, huh, you're worried you actually care about her. He's holding her hand, too. He goes, he takes her hand, and he's like, she's the only person who's ever accepted me for who I am. And he's like, okay, Peter, you gotta look inside your head and figure out what's going on. So Peter's like, all right. And he looks in and he sees an image. He sees a double helix. He shows it to Siler and he's like, I've seen this before. And Siler's like, yeah, so have I. And he shows Peter the Primatech card. Not Primatech, sorry. Pinehurst card (laughs) that Daphne gave him. Mm -hmm. Ah, the mystery unfolds. Why do you recognize it? Or the trap, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Just their their constant, like, she's my mother, too, Peter. No, she's me. not. <laughs> uh, we can't be brothers because why do I feel the way I do about you if we are? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know. The fans on this show don't care, so. Well, I know, but, you know. <laughs> fans on several shows don't care, let's be real, but. I mean, yeah. That's, <laughs> that is fucking true, mm-hmm. so. Um, who basically is the special guest star of this episode in the next scene? <laughs> special guest star, Jack Coleman. <laughs> special guest star, series regular, Jack Coleman. <laughs> yeah, we uh, see Doyle knocked out and getting a nice little injection in his neck by who else other than Noah Bennett. Hey! Who apparently got called. And he's like, that'll keep him down for a little while. And Meredith and Sandra are like, oh, Claire, we're so glad that, you know, we're able to take those bullets for us and save us. And he's like, shocked. He's like, oh, Claire did this? You know, he's like, that's very impressive. You took down a very dangerous guy here. And he's trying to, like, you know, be nice with her. And she's just like, stomp, 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 stomp stomp off. I love it. She's just like, yeah, I did. (laughs) And I was like, she's just got the wrong idea in her head about me. Thanks, Siler. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> and uh, Meredith is with him. She's like, yeah, you know, she's growing up, but she doesn't need, and you know, she doesn't need you or me to protect her right now. And I was like, yeah, I guess. But you know what? Who, <laughs> you know who needs some help? Me. And I could use it from you, Meredith. So, new partner? New one of us? One of them? Yay! New one of us? One of them? New one of us? One mm-hmm. of them? I believe, I think I left it in the episode, the reference to... Their partnership that comes up in this next episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. In yeah. a very early on episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love that, yeah, he's like a special guest star on, on the show. <laughs> like, he just pops up in this episode. He hasn't been in the whole mm-hmm. time. And then I just, I giggle for Siler having planted that seed and then watering it just right. He did, because Claire's pissed. She's like, burp, burp, burp. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that bastard. Heck off, Dad. Oh, so good. I love Mm -hmm. it. Uh, The boys. So back at Primatech, (laughs) Peter is heading off to go to Pinehurst. And Siler is like, 
hold up. We're not. We don't need to like run right there right now. Um, we, we have to work together, brother, or whatever. Because he says brother, and he like triggers Peter. Because <laughs> Peter's yeah. like, don't call me brother. And they have a little <laughs> bit of an argument, and then Peter's like, like grabs Siler and flies down the hall, like with him, making him crash into a wall. And <laughs> he shocks him, and it's like brother fight. Brother fight. <sighs> Bro Brother fight. fight. <laughs> oh my god. You know, it's like, okay, you know Peter is off his fucking rocker when Siler, who loves to go all in, like, guns a-blazing, is like, hey, hey, wait now. Wait now. <laughs> Maybe we should take a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> Peter starts punching him, which, this happens again with Peter just beating the shit out of Siler like this later on. It's just such a good, it's such a good recurring bit. And he's like, oh, most special. So apparently the hunger is what drives the, like, I'm so specialness about Siler. And he beats Ugh. Siler's ass. And then we see he's mm. taken him back to level 5 and strapped him on the bed he was on and shoved the drugs down his nose. So night-night, Siler. Rude. Oh, night-night, brother. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go off and save my mom. Yeah, my mom. Mine. Not yours. She's my mom. I'm the most special. <laughs> I'm the most specialist Peter in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh my god, this whole moment. <laughs> my my the top of my notes, I was like, so Peter and Siler went into the hero's cool coat closet to get ready to go to Pinehurst. Because <laughs> they were dressed and ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta look good. So, Mohinder <laughs> is very busy with this new opportunity that has been presented before him. And Tracy, ever the clever girl, decides she's going to try to relate to him on, like, an, an, an empathetic level. You know, just being like, hey, things got out of control. You know, I understand. It happened to me. The, you know, the adrenaline gets surging. You make mistakes. Doesn't have to determine who you are or what's going to happen. And he's like, yeah. And she gets him to hold her hand like a dumb bitch that Mohinder <laughs> is. And so... And she tries to freeze the fuck out. <laughs> Go yes. her. Go Tracy. We we stand Tracy in this mm-hmm. house. Uh, yeah, she freezes the fuck out of his arm, or at least tries to. And he jerks away. And while he's recovering from that, she freezes the cuffs and breaks them and gets up and frees herself. And then she goes over to save Nathan, who, as we said, has his shirt open. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then... Um, as they're trying to get ready to go, Mohinder throws a table at them. His, his usual <laughs> MO. Throwing shit. Indeed, indeed. He does do that. And uh, he's like, we're not finished here. Which is very, I'm not through with him yet. <laughs> he's Siler. Yes. He's just Siler right now. It's Siler cosplay. It's Siler LARPing. He really is, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, you know. Next week, we'll find out what happens to those two, I guess. Those two crazy kids. Gulp? Mm-hmm. I'm not done with you yet. Oh, God. I'm not through with him yet. Mm. All right. So, once again, back at the airport, Matt at the food court looking all despondent because, you know, it's getting late. And, hey, Daphne returns. And he's very excited about this. And she's like, look, I'm supposed to recruit you into Pinehurst, but you wouldn't fit in. They're not good people, and you seem like a sweet guy, so you need to stay away from them. And he's like, yeah, well, you do too, because in the future that I saw, 
Pinehurst is going to get you killed, and I want to save you. And she's like, ugh, kind of annoyed at this point. Like, dude, like, you read minds. You don't see the future. And she is told by him that he met someone, and she basically figures out that it was Usutu. It was the precog. And she's like, oh, read my, read my thoughts. You know, you, you can tell that this isn't going to work. And he's like, but what's your heart telling you, though, Daphne? <laughs> and I'm just like, you don't know her. You don't know her. Oh, my God. That's not your purse. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know you. And so she's just, you know, she's like, my heart's telling me what it always tells me. And just keep moving too fast to ever get caught. And he kind of figures it out. He's like, what do they have over you? And isn't that the question that has come from all of this episode, from her talk with fake Linderman to Mm -hmm. now? What is it that keeps her at Pinehurst if she's not a so-called villain? And so she says bye to him. And that's where they leave off for now. But yeah, what the hell do they have over her? Good question. That basically traps her there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Working for bad people. Because, yeah, she's not a bad dude. I guess. No, no, she's not at all. She's just like, oh, boy, I'm getting lumped in with all these bad guys. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 absolute guilt by association. Mm-hmm. As we will see shortly. But, um, absolutely. So how how goes the, the quest to sneak up on a precog? Well, Hiro and Nando are waiting in the dark for Usutu to come back. And they're like, all right, we're going to go in. And they find the shovel on the way and they grab it. They're like, yes, got the shovel now. <laughs> and they walk over to the fire and Usutu's like, congratulations, you were relying too much on your powers. You forgot to use your head. And they're both like, wait, this was a test. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah. And he points to a new painting. And he's like, these are the villains you seek. And you see four heads around the double or like the, the double helix, right? The Pinehurst symbol. And I think it's like Flint, Knox, Siler, and Maury? It's I think it's Flint, Knox, Siler, and Yeah, Arthur? that top one, it's like, I don't know. Could be either. I think that's meant to be Arthur. It looks kind of Maury-ish, too. That's why I was like, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, you know, you're right, I think. I think it is supposed to be Maury, actually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, I remember that design. I was like, oh, I want that on It shirt. was so hard for me to pause <laughs> like... on that, too. I was like, oh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a couple moments in this episode that are really hard to pause yeah. on. So that's one. And Usut is like, "All right, you can take me to them, or you can follow your own path." That's pretty much the choice they have right now. And Hero's mm-hmm. looking around the uh, the hut, and he notices another painting, and it's a painting of two people hugging. That's kind of weird, huh? Why would that be something important? Why would that be a painting? Yeah, it's just a hug. It's what could go hug. wrong with a hug? Huh. Weird. Yeah. Wait. Okay. In the yeah. show. Has Usutu ever gotten a fucking name yet? I don't even know if he introduces himself to Matt. I don't think he has. No. God, that's a fucking problem. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was like, the only reason I know his name is because we it was like either in the credits or we looked it up. Because I don't think he's ever said his name in the show. I could be wrong. Like, he might have said it to I Parkman. Don't think... Like when they were near the end of their spirit quest. I don't know for sure, though. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Okay. I'll double check and we can oh, cut this if he if he did. That is problematic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just something to think about. Oh, I'm thinking about <laughs> it now. Um, <laughs> before you go on to the, the consequences of that lovely um, uh, hugging mm-hmm. photo. Um, <laughs> portrait, as it were. Um, <laughs> so, 
when Hiro and Ando are trying to sneak up on him yet again, right? And Hiro goes, aha, the shovel, and he grabs it. How could you not think of the untitled goose game at this point? <laughs> he can't hit me with the shovel if I haven't. Honk, 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 honk. In the lake it goes. Honk, 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 honk. I'm going to throw it in the lake. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely day, and you are a horrible time traveler. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's all I could think of. I was like, oh my god, now he has to go, like, fucking, you know, steal the boots or whatever. Lock the mm-hmm. gate. Yeah. Hero would enjoy that game. He loved to honk. Honk, 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 honk. Honk, honk. <laughs> yes. Honk, honk, honk. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, somebody hugging somebody. That's not ominous at all. Yeah. Seems kind of wholesome. Yeah, it's just a nice little hug. Ooh. Anyway. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> hug is good sometimes. We see Peter alone popping over to Pinehurst and he's like, goes invisible and just lets himself in. This fucking guy in this episode. So <laughs> we see Arthur for the first time since murdering Adam and Roe. <laughs> just enjoying some booze, living life. Yeah. Ah, I'm not stuck in that bed anymore. <laughs> when the rogue yeah. gallery just strolls on in behind him, Maury, Daphne, <sighs> Knox, and Flint. Yep. And... It's like, ah, oh, yes, the bad guys are here. That's what they call you, right? I love that. And, like, he's getting ready to give him a speech, but who should interrupt in Cal but Peter? Storms <laughs> <No>. in. <laughs> yep. And every single one of them get into position like they're going to stop him. Like, Flint puts his fire on, Knox is getting ready to, to like, you know, box him. Mm. And he's like, nope, stand down. That's my son. And Peter's like, wait, hold up. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> and he's like... This, it's a long story, and we need to talk. Come give your father a hug. Oh, God. And a Petrelli cannot resist a hug. No, they cannot. This is their Achilles heel. Yeah, he knows that, too. Because let's remind ourselves, everything we've learned so far about the relationship between Arthur and Peter, they're not close. What little we've gotten in season one and stuff talking about that, yeah. Yep. But god damn it, Peter loves a hug. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they hug, and Arthur's like, I'm sorry I had to come to this. And suddenly Peter is now in pain. Oh. And Peter screams, and he hits the floor. And Peter, like, tries to lightning him or TK him or something. Some hand movement. But nothing happens. And he's like, well, don't worry about that, Peter. You don't have your powers anymore. Because I have them now. And Arthur shows off that he can lightning. Oh my god. To be continued. Okay. Can we talk <laughs> about... I'm listening. One of the most consequential moments in the entire fucking series right here. Mm-hmm. No more Empath Peter. No more Sponge. No more no A more Million hunker. Powers. Yep. That's not gonna get fixed. He's never going to have multiple powers ever again. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, the... One of the main heroes of heroes is uh, fucked <laughs> right now. And then in the future, uh, forever changed. And it was incredibly controversial and remains so to this day. We are witnessing the nerfing of Peter Petrelli. We sure are. Oh, that's the subtitle. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The nerfing of Peter Petrelli seems really apt, though, because it's such a big moment. Mm-hmm. But, yep, fucking Arthur Petrelli. <laughs> 
fucking Arthur Petrelli <sighs> just God. enjoying some fucking scotch. Yep, yep. Giving his son a hug and just joinking all his powers away. Yep. He has disabled his uh, wife, his son, who is the most powerful of them, except for... Killed his son's boyfriend earlier. Yep. Yep. <laughs> He doesn't even know about that, probably. Um, Maybe he does. Maybe no. someone told him, and that's why he was like, oh, that guy. <laughs> Montreal? He's got to go. I know what he does in Montreal. So, uh, mm. Yep. Goodbye, Adam. Goodbye, multi-powered Peter. Big episode. Big episode out of nowhere. A lot of shit went down. It sure does. But yeah. That pretty much nails it, right? I think we covered everything. Yeah. I think so. I enjoyed the episode. Did you? Um... Yes. I'm still really bummed about the Adam thing. It, 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 it will bum me out forever. It, it just seems like the wrong choice. Um, yes. But, yeah. We get more David Anders we on do. the show in the future. We and do. And we get a little more Adam in the comics. We do. We do. Yes. So this is not the full end of Adam and Roe, but it is the end of Adam and Roe. So. <sighs> yes, exactly. So. Mm-hmm. There's that. And then... <laughs> You know, you can argue forever about the nerfing of Peter Petrelli. Mm-hmm. It seems like it... He couldn't go on the way he was. Like... We were going to have another New York situation. He was going to blow up again. Yeah. I mean, and I've said it before, referencing the show, but it's like when people talk about what they seem to have wanted from the show, when they're like, bigger and better and more epic, you know, throwdowns between Peter and Siler forever and ever. I was like, this isn't fucking Dragon Ball. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's not, that's not what this is. It's not what it ever was. So we are in a volume where a lot of big decisions are made that uh, are going to affect the show forever. And this is one of them. I still see people posting on Reddit all oh like, why couldn't Peter have just God. taken Silas' power and then he yep. could just intuitive aptitude everything yep. again? It's yep. like... Yep. Because that's not how it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> and it's like, I truly don't believe that many people can use intuitive aptitude the way he does it. Mm-hmm. Is he, is he, dare I say, the most special? <laughs> Plus, they, they tacked on the whole hunger. He doesn't want to take it again. It's uh-huh. the hunger. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Interesting choices all around, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm intrigued with, um, what's to come after this, because there's some cool stuff coming. Mm-hmm. Definitely still just, like, moving the pieces around on the board kind of episode, especially with the Pinehurst, like, formation. Yes, gotta get everyone there. Yep. So, yeah. Any other thoughts about the episode, or shall I get into the socials? Why don't you give us those socials, because I'm good over here. Okay. Well, if you would like to follow our social media accounts on Twitter, we are at Eclipse Podcast. If you'd like to follow our individual accounts, I am at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. And Rachel is at that burb there, burb of the bee like Bridget. If you would like to email us, we are EclipsedPod at gmail.com. But the best way of getting a hold of us or seeing what's going on in our little world is to join our Discord server, a link for which uh, will be in our show notes. Come on over. Come on over. Play with us. <laughs> That's where you can get a hold of us. Um, if you like what we've been doing, you know, subscribe on your, your podcast app of choice. Give us a review or, or a like or what have you. Tell your friends about our, our little podcast. Like I said, 50 episodes. That is no small feat. I'm really impressed with us. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you get a cameo from a Heroes member, let us know. 
Oh my fucking god. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> do let us know. But that'll do it for this week. We'll be back with a hot, fresh new episode next time. Uh, thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye-bye. Next time on Eclipsed, Peter loses his shirt again. First, we had Claire's two moms. Now, Claire's two dads together again. Siler shows Mohinder how one man can truly have all that power. And um, please turn off your electrical devices and electricity-themed specials before the plane departs. Thank you. Tune in. <laughs>